Previously on AMC's The Walking Dead. Anything that could help her, should we get in, we get out. Medicine cabinets, first aid kits. You ain't gonna be standing alone. Not no more. Aren't you still angry? I don't know. A lot of people are going to die. That's what always happens. You don't give up. Welcome to PPN's The Pulping Dead. I'm Mike. I am MB. And today we'll be discussing uh, episode four of season four, Indifference. MB, what do you think? You know, honestly, um, it took me a couple of days to actually get around to watching this episode because I was kind of uh, busy over the weekend. And I got gotten a text from you, I think the night, I think right after it premiered, actually, you sent me a text. And said that you were going, you were just raving about it and saying how awesome it was. And, um, like you, first you texted me about the opening, which you said was awesome, but you also said just afterwards that you were just eager to talk about this one. And I finally watched it like two hours ago, and I have to say, I was surprised at how brilliant this episode was kind of framed. Like, this episode, I think more than any other episode since Clear from last season, has a particular framework to it. Like, it has a through-line narrative, and the narrative is morality. It's about what's right and wrong, and how do you define that in this world? Yeah. It's, it's every single scene has that same through-line going from the beginning to the end. I mean, the Rick and Carol stuff obviously is the focus, but it's also, you know, the stuff with Bob um, is heavily foreshadowed uh, right from the beginning. Actually, like the, I believe it's the recap that has the moment of him taking the bottle in the store in the warehouse store, and that leading to the, you know, the Walker attack from the second. Or the first or second episode, I forgot what it was, but um, this episode is really a well-delivered, well-handled, just well-done episode all around, and it really impressed me just how close they kept to the central theme of it. Like, uh, mostly, it of course, is dealing with the aftermath of Carol revealing that she was the one that killed the two who were infected or who were um, overcome with the disease that's plaguing the prison, and Rick's, you know, decision uh, grasping at what exactly he feels regarding that because there is a couple of times where it seems like he doesn't know what to do. I mean, the episode is called Indifference, but yeah, indifference is the idea of indifference is kind of all over the yeah, but it's indifference of morality, which was the big thing that surprised me. Like, the fact that they chose a specific thing to highlight. Because, I mean, you could argue that morality is a big theme of The Walking Dead in general, but this episode, more than any other episode, I think, explores that really head-on. Because it's not about Rick deciding things as a leader. It's just deciding things as a person. Like, at the end, he says, I'm making this decision for me. Yeah. And... He's really just kind of weighing this out as someone who coexists with Carol, not as someone who has to make this decision 
for the good of everyone else. And and really, you can almost argue that what he does is kind of damaging to the other people because they're at a place where they really need her help. Yeah. But he makes a judgment call based on the fact that, you know, he doesn't want that kind of person around, you know, his children and the people he cares about. So it's a really interesting, fascinating study of what exactly can qualify as good and bad in a world that has no good and bad. And that's explored with Rick and Carol. That's explored with Bob. That's explored with even Tyrese, who's just slowly losing it. And he's not even sure why he's losing it. He's not even sure what he's doing. Yeah, and it goes back to that theme of indifference of like what is the right thing to do, what is the way to carry on, and I think that with this episode there was a conscious effort to make everything work for the narrative, and I'm really I just really was impressed because it was just it was brilliant like every little touch here and there was going back to the main point. Yeah, and the opening. Just that opening scene before the for the opening title just kind of encapsulate the entire arc of the episode you were about to see. Yeah. Just the whole speech by you know, with Carol's speech. I mean her saying, you know, everybody you know, the whole thing, everybody becomes different as Rick is imagining her killing Karen. Yeah. And Every, everybody that, changes and I just love the fact that um it ended on that really stark shot of him just looking past the prison gates towards camera and then all of a sudden like the music just kind of slowly plays under yeah and you've just kind of got this overwhelming sense of oh god this is going to have some major repercussions because I mean what was said last week it stuck with you I mean it doesn't really there wasn't any doubt that there was going to be some repercussions from that but I didn't know whether or not they would just kind of ignore it for the rest of the season, or maybe like it would be brought up later when Tyrese found out something about it. But just to have that be the opener for this episode, and you basically being told, "No, this is—I mean, we're dealing with this directly." I I was really glad that that's the re- direction they took, and I'm really, really glad that this was the episode they decided to take it in because. There were so many cliche ways it could have gone, I feel like. Yeah. You know, it's, it's weird that all it seems like all the best episodes of The Walking Dead, 18 miles out, or 8 miles out, whatever it was, clear, and then this, they're all where Rick goes on a run. Yeah. And um, it's interesting that you mentioned that because I noticed when I was looking up stuff for this episode that this episode was directed by the same woman who directed Clear. No. Yeah, it was directed by Trisha Brock, who um, – that was the last episode she directed. So I guess there is some – I mean, there's a lot of – there's a lot of comparisons you can make to Clear, but just the fact that that's there is just kind of you, – you immediately understand why this episode was the way it was because that one was very similar in its take on things, but it was about sort of – a much different theme, yeah. whereas this one was, I mean, Christ. This had a lot of this had a lot of different like points at once, but it really got a lot of nuance 
uh, psychological stuff they really hit. To me, this is like the best part of what The Walking Dead is, kind of encapsulated in one episode and what The Walking Dead could be when it occasionally doesn't have its head up its own ass, which has been known to do here and there. Yeah. Like, this is the kind of storytelling that this show is capable of showing you. And it's done so well and so... Like, just the Like, Rick kind of testing Carol without seeing. You can just tell by looks and things he says. He's noticing things that he later comes back and plays on her. Like, he's essentially kind of giving Carol the three questions that he gives everybody else. Yeah. He's essentially asking her throughout the episode, why did you kill? Yeah. And... Not only that, but, I mean, it just goes to show the performances in this episode were fantastic. I mean, Lincoln and Melissa McBride both, I mean, made solid, solid points with their characters where you could actually kind of see where both were coming from. It wasn't like you were on Rick's side the entire time. You were honestly like, I don't know how to feel I mean, that's, at the end of this. I mean, that's episode title. Yeah, definitely. I mean, but they pull it off, too. That's the great thing. It's like you would normally in a show when you would have something like that, that you're trying to attain something as clear cut as that doesn't always work. Like you have something that's clearly unintentionally just completely taking the air out of under uh, what you would be trying to accomplish. And then with this, it's more like. No, they know exactly what they're trying to accomplish, and through a very in, not intense buildup. Intense is the wrong word because this episode is not very. I wouldn't call it intense. I would say it's more just fascinating. Yeah, it's fascinating. I mean, there was some intense zombie stuff in there, but you know, it yeah. was just kind of thrown in there to break up the monotony. Yeah, monotony. And really, I mean, you going back to the the thing with. Um, Rick kind of giving her the test with looks and stuff. What, what fascinated me about this was that the gambit of emotions that the two go through. Yeah. Like like from the beginning of the trip to the end when, um, I mean, obviously Rick makes the decision to isolate her uh, and not bring her back to the prison with him. What I loved was that just a couple of scenes earlier, they were talking and laughing Kind of well, not laughing. Like they were having like a, they were having more of a human. Yeah. Like Brick um, was talking about Lori and how they, you know, she always wanted them to be like the kind of family that I, I love this this scene where she he's talking about her wanting to be the kind of family that yeah. eats pancakes, pancakes on, on Sunday. Sunday. Yeah, that was a really and, nice moment. And that's just after uh, Carol had talked about her abusive husband. And um, how you know she felt stupid for always staying, staying, and always making excuses, being weak. So, yeah, and but even even that was technically part of Rick's test because he's trying because he's asking her specifically why he won't, why she won't say Sophia. Yeah, she's. I mean, even that was part of Rick's ultimate decision: the fact that she's kind of removing, you know, kind of emotion from her decisions. Like she's denying. While she's going in there and making the decision to kill somebody, she's denying her own pain of the death of her daughter. Yeah. Again, um, it's just kind of profound in that it explores the decision to take a life and what exactly that does to you. Like, 
there's a lot of talk about change and how you change from the person you were to the person you are in this apocalypse. And um, Rick, I would say, has changed, but he hasn't changed so profoundly that he's kind of lost himself. Like he nearly lost himself. He very nearly lost himself at several points in season three. But he managed to find his way back and kind of find his way back to what he qualifies as humanity. And Carol, I mean, by doing what she did, it's like, really, she was thinking of others, but at the same time, it was just something that she didn't really think through. She didn't really consider all the positives and negatives when she went to do that. She was just thinking of uh, short-term and the fact that she wanted to get rid of the virus before it spread. And even though she did that, the virus still spread and there's still an epidemic going on with the prison. And that she's not – and to her, like, that doesn't – that's – even though it didn't do anything, it's still not a problem. She still had yeah. to do what she had to do and that's it. And, yeah. you know, Rick's kind of shock at her – not to keep quoting the goddamn title, but it's appropriate – indifference of the whole thing and her very kind of she has a she's preaching a very one-dimensional uh version of strength and what strength is yeah and it's kind of this idea of strength without any kind of compassion to go along with it and that's very i mean in a way it's like this combination of like shane and the governor and pretty much all of like rick's kind of things that have led him to the leader he is now He's kind of gone against in previous seasons. Even though he's still not really... He still hasn't quite been gone to the point this season where he's stepping up to be the leader again, but... Because even this isn't necessarily a leadership decision. He says it himself that he, for him, he does not want her there. Yeah. And once again, it's it's going back to the whole thing of, you know, is this a really good time for him to do this? Because she... I mean, she very clearly demonstrates when... Um, the kid named Sam, you know, the hippie guy that they find with his girlfriend in the in the house when he has a dislocated shoulder and she has the wherewithal to treat it just right there and then. It's like obviously she has very useful skills for the group of the prison and just her amount of compassion for the rest of the group yeah. has always been something that has kind of defined her as a character in the show. Um, so to isolate her at this point is pretty questionable decision in of itself, but Rick ultimately, I think made the right call because there's really no telling what the excuse would be next time. If that is how narrow her view of right and wrong and life and death are. Yeah. I mean, one outweighing the many doesn't really that isn't a way to solve things. That's just a way to kind of make things worse because you have several other things that sprout out of that. You have distrust, you have paranoia, you have um, rage and anger and hurt and just a bunch of negatives that come out of the decision to take a life, even if it is for the greater good. Yeah. I mean, and, if, if the baby starts crying and attracts a horde, I mean, is she going to suffocate the baby or something? It's that kind of, yeah, idea that I'm sure is going through Rick's head about the whole yeah. kind of ordeal. And there's really no... Even when Rick's, you know, at the very end the last shot is him kind of like 
the episode this kind of leaves you feeling very because uh, there's no there's no right or wrong answer. Yeah, it's like and even Rick in this isn't necessarily going isn't you know is much like Carol isn't like making a decision with the council. He's just saying you can't come. I don't want you coming back with me. Yeah, I think a lot of it has to do with those two people that they found where he was. I don't think he was getting the impression that she felt that they were. I mean, they were. Their entire point was weakness. You know, she had a terrible leg. You know, he was useless. She was useless in different ways. They couldn't shoot. You know, they obviously they passed the test and they were going to come back with them. But I think he sensed that Carol felt that they were weak. And then you know, she said to go out there and you know help them out now. Instead of waiting for them, and they got him, and it got them both killed, and she didn't have any two thoughts about it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There are a lot of decisions in here that kind of damn Carol's involvement, further involvement with the prison. And I just love the fact that more than any other season, this has been so Carol centric, and it's really made her into a very multi-dimensional character. Whereas you could argue that season two, Carol, was nothing. She was one-dimensional, grieving mother, questioning Rick at every turn, just a, a blank slate almost. Yeah, just all over the place. And then with season three, she kind of came to her own, and then season four, she definitely just – she – it doesn't feel like wasted space with the character anymore. No, like she's she, fully fleshed out. She yeah. has a point. She's, you know, one of the – one of the main cast now, people who before didn't know the name Carol, even when watching season two and three, now know who Carol is. Yeah. And it's going to be interesting to see how things develop going forward because I, you know, you definitely don't get the sense that this is the last we've seen her. No. I mean, to be fair, I do believe she's actually still filming, but. Yeah. I, I mean, mean yeah. I, I admit it would be ballsy as hell if they just left Carol like that. And we never saw her again. Yeah. But, I mean, that's not going to happen. She'll be back around. I mean, we don't even know how Daryl's going to respond. Is he going to go out there and look for her? Is, is he going to wig out? Yeah. What's Tyrese going to do? Is Tyrese going to go look for her? Like, Michonne's going to go look for the governor? Yeah, which was another fascinating aspect of this, is that even Michonne has her kind of, like, little moment here where she really doesn't know what exactly... She doesn't know what she's, she, she's doing. Yeah, she doesn't. Well, she doesn't know what she wants. She doesn't know yeah. if she wants to grieve Andrea still. I, that was the kind of sense that I got from it. She doesn't know if she wants to grieve Andrea or avenge Andrea or let it go and just kind of focus on the prison. Like she just once again, it's just a kind of a battle not to bring up the title. But Michonne just has. She just seems like a very lost character in, intentionally so it's not that it's a poor writing or anything it's just no. she literally seems like she just kind of doesn't have a cause anymore. yeah she the, her cause was looking for the governor but she doesn't even know why anymore yeah and she's not going to find them but her thing is going to look for the governor it, it gives her purpose like i mean tyrese at this point is like holding on to his anger because that's what he has now yeah I mean, it was, like, physically shown. He wouldn't let go of the zombie. Yeah. You know, he's not being able to let go of things. I mean, that's really a lot of the point of the season so far. Yeah. And, I mean, of course, you got the big thing with Bob, which is... 
I gotta I gotta admit I did not see that ending coming. Um, I figured it would just be a one note that scene with him and Daryl talking about you know how he wished he kept on going. Yeah, I figured that would be the long and short of that scene. I didn't think it would actually get attack up towards the end where it's revealed that he didn't actually get any supplies for the group. He actually just all he did was grab a bottle of booze for himself and Daryl, you know, freaks out and wants to kill him right there. But they, He fronted on him. Yeah. It was kind of amazing. He fronted on him like he was a goddamn bull. It was bitching. <laughs> I was half expecting him to grab him and just let him fall into the, the horde. Yeah, but amazing. Yeah, but, uh, one thing I didn't like with Bob this episode, though, was him explaining the symbolism from the premiere of him grabbing the bottle. Yeah. That felt really tacked on. and was like, we don't explain that. You did it so well. To be fair, though, I did like the fact that he blames himself for the death of, uh, I forget his name, Kyle Gallner's character. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not important, to be honest with you. But, uh, <laughs> the, the dude Beth was banging, apparently. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I mean, I felt like it was it was just all connected in in so many different ways, too. I mean, you could argue that Tyrese's story is a result of Carol's actions. And, you know, Carol's guilt, I mean, Carol doesn't really even have guilt anymore. She had that one moment of guilt last episode where before we knew she was the one that killed those two, she knocked over the barrel with the water. Yeah. In it. And, you know, Rick's uh, decision is carried on by the fact that Tyrese uh, pursues it so heavily and brings it up and is the one that nearly kills or nearly throttles him because of it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. in some ways he feels he's probably saving Carol from dying at the hands of Ty- Tyrese. Yeah. I, I, I mean, think- I mean, he flat out says that, too, which I yeah. like, was that, you know, he, there's no mistake about it. Tyrese will flat out kill you if you yeah. go back. And I think Carol probably has regrets, you know, with what she did and the fact that it didn't do anything. But well, she says flat on the episode, like I don't, I don't have, I don't like what I did either. I mean, you don't have to like what I did. I don't like it either. Yeah, I think it's the burial of kind of those emotions that kind of yeah. set Rick off. Yeah, which is interesting because I mean, as she brings up, he was the one that killed Shane, but as he comes back with, you know. He only killed him because Shane repeatedly tried to kill him. Yeah. And actually, repeatedly in that he didn't even know half the time that he was trying to kill him. But um, it's interesting to note that, you know, Rick's gone through some questionable decisions himself in the past. Yeah. I mean, Carol right now reminded me a lot of, like, if you think about it, it's a lot like, you know, season three, Rick. Yeah. For the Because... Because holy crap, I mean, the Rick Tatership, I mean... He was on a bit of a tear. Yeah, and that was before he lost it with the death of Lori. Yeah. Like, like before that, he was still bad. Like, afterwards, he was just kind of a... Afterwards, in a weird way, like, the death of Lori was honestly probably the best thing that happened to him because it got him to rediscover his humanity. Because otherwise, he just would have been... He probably would have gotten in just as bad as the governor... Yeah, I mean that's where he was headed, just to be the be the governor. Yeah. Ultimately, now, the governor is the hero of the series, is what we're getting at. If it was up to me, the governor would be the hero. Yeah. He would have killed everybody. 
started dancing. <laughs> and singing. God, the governor. Yeah. Dancing and singing. But I, I mean, this episode is so insanely strong from beginning to end. I don't think there was a single scene I didn't really like. Like, I even like the little scene of when they're in the garage and they find those pictures of that family. I it it was it was rough, I have to say. It was rough to see that and then see that zombie on the ground be obviously be that father. Yeah. Um, right after they had tried to take themselves out with like Andy Freeze and he had like a rope tied around his neck. It was I mean, there was a lot of emotional stuff in this episode. There was a lot of crux to Every single scene, there's a lot of weight behind the script, and I really just this is easily the best episode since Clear. Yeah. I think. Yeah, this wasn't like soap opera-ish, you know, emotion that Walking Dead tends to go this into. Was, this was this was real stuff. Humanistic, humanistic. Yeah. I think is the Walking Dead strength is being humanistic. Like whenever you go into not the territory of Andre is sleeping with the governor from last season. Yeah, which was ridiculous on so many different levels, but except her ass shot. I mean, well, any Lori Holden nudity. Yeah, um, good stuff. Yeah, uh, but but more so the stuff with Rick losing his mind because his entire world has been turning upside down. Like the stuff where he's going crazy and starting to see Lori and and. Kind of rediscovering who he is, like that's the stuff that that show really excels in, and that's the stuff that um, this episode really tackled, which was just the natural reaction in a world like this. And just like this is this is really Walking Dead's strength, which is just there's no real everything's ambiguous. Like you don't like the episode. Like, you kind of knew there needed to be something to Carol, because, you know, you're used to stories being very good good versus evil kind of thing. And, you know, we've got to become complacent with the group being very the good of the apocalypse, you know, while the governor is the bad of the apocalypse. You know, even in the comics, the governor's the whole point is that he's everything bad that humanity could become. Yeah. And here, you know, when Carol, when the, Carol goes to open the door and it doesn't open, you feel weird. Like, you know, like, I know where this is going, and I don't know how to feel about it. Like, I don't know what I want Rick to actually do. Yeah. Like, do I... Just Should she go away? Should she stay? I don't... It's like, I can't get behind the character necessarily anymore. It's like, she's making good points, but it's corrupted slightly. Yeah, ultimately, she's trying to argue reasons for murdering two people, two innocent people. And for a reason that was ultimately proved fruitless, because now everyone is dying from the plague at the prison. And she made it all on her own, that she was the, she was the strong one of the group, that someone had to do something. And, and, you know, and she woke Rick up quite a bit, which Rick needed a wake-up call from, you know, she said, you know, you can be a farmer, you, just, you can't just be a farmer. Yeah. And Rick, you know, has been, you know, burying his head in the in the dirt over there and kind of ignoring everything else that's been going on. It's, he's been trying to kind of ignore his past mistakes. And what he doesn't realize is that he didn't just make mistakes. He also made some pretty good innovations. Like Carol flat out admits that 
you were maybe a better leader than I gave you credit for. And I think that was a really good, necessary thing to be said to him because even his strongest critic at one time is admitting that. So, I mean, going forward, I'm very interested to see how Rick is going to be portrayed from here on out because I think obviously it's just kind of buying time until he becomes leader again, but yeah, it seems like it's heading that way for like, I would assume like a mid season finale. I mean, he's, he's getting there, but he's not like he hasn't, he's very passive in his leadership right now since he's kind of resumed the, the gun and all that. Yeah. Like he's making decisions, but you know, it's not, it's a bit backseat. I think it, it just ultimately something big has to happen in order for him to really rise up to the occasion and and take order again over the present. And hopefully whatever that is will come soon. And whatever that is hopefully involves the governor in some capacity. Hopefully it involves an eye patch. Yeah. And a tank if we can get away with it. <laughs> Carol shows up in an eye patch. Oh God. Carol joined his it. side. <laughs> Listen, if Carol joined the governor, that'd be pretty bitching. She takes up my machine gun and just starts mowing down everyone. <laughs> oh, the baby dies. It's dark. It's real dark. Yeah. Ursula gets another robot leg at the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> you just wanted to get all robot appendages. I do. I just wanted him to be half automaton. Even his Sorry. beard is metallic. <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> just bullets bouncing off a ping, 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 ping. <laughs> he just runs through a tank, smashes into it. I just wanted to become the Hulk. Is that so bad? But indifference was—it's going to be hard going forward. It's things to kind of live up to this episode. Yeah, because this was definitely the clear of this season. I mean, who knows? Maybe there'll be another clear level episode where it's like the standard is set so high that you can't really. This episode stands out far and above the others. Hopefully there will be more like this, but yeah, I, I don't really share your sentiment. Yeah, but the episode so far is getting exponentially better every yeah. time. Which I'm glad because I was – I mean I started off the series so – I mean this season so just jaded. Not really feeling it. Yeah. Like I, I was honestly like – I mentioned – I think I mentioned last episode that I was – so ready to kind of drop out and see what things were going to happen kind of outside the show. Like, I was ready to just kind of give it that, not even really give it the time of day, and then these last two episodes have really changed my mind as far as that goes. This one especially. They're really hitting their stride, and I think they've really, I mean, it's sad to say in the fourth season, but they really found the full use of the voice of the show. Yeah. So it'd be nice to see, you know, what they're doing going forward, especially with whatever the antibiotics bring in regards to helping the disease out and however they decide to move on. Especially interesting to see the infected zombies, you know, elsewhere in the uh, in the veterinary college and all that. Yeah, it seems like there's really no escape from the uh, from that kind of infection. Yeah, which is interesting. It's interesting going forward knowing that. There's still going to be a season after this. Like, how are they going to keep that going? And yeah, you hope they didn't write themselves into like a corner with this kind of storyline. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure I was actually talking to someone who had read the comics, and um, I'm not really familiar with the comics myself uh, beyond a couple 
key moments, but he says that the disease was never really a factor in the comics. This is kind of a something that the show made themselves. So hopefully it's for the better. Yeah. And to be fair, so far it has led to a lot of great moments. So Yeah, I like how they even can't really quite kill the zombies that are infected because if you even yeah. so much as get blood on your skin, it could infect infect you with the uh, with the flu. Yeah, that's kind of an interesting idea of get too close to them. You know, making them do things a little less brute force, like a little bit more using their head. Yeah, it's it's nice to see them really kind of change up the action of the show too. Even though the action is, I mean, what a lot of people wait for and what a lot of people like to see, you can only see so much of. You know, Michonne takes out a sh- her sword. Um, they start beating the zombies under submission. One takes out a gun, shoots it, which is exactly what happens in this episode. I noticed. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm I'm glad that there's at least some variety, and not like forced variety or anything. And some heavy, heavy stuff, man. Some heavy stuff in this episode. But um, that's been this episode of Pulping Dead. We've been talking about indifference. And the indifference to the ending of this episode, MB. The indifference to the show in general. <laughs> the emotion that it brought forth in us. Because goddamn was it good. Can any of us be killers? <laughs> oh. What will we become in the future, MB? How will we change? When the zombie apocalypse hits. I'm hoping to become a beautiful woman. <laughs> Fascinator here nor there. For this episode, you're, always, you're always hoping for that. Well... Oops. But um, for this episode, I've been Mike. I've been in B. R.I.P. T-Dog. Shane was right. Right.